Welcome to the WrestleBall Courtside. We are your hosts. My name is JT. Joining me is my good friend, Marky B. What's up? Our very first Courtside episode. Uh, be so- sure if you guys are interested in the wrestling content to check out uh, WrestleBall Squared Circle. But today's episode on Courtside... A little bit of NBA news, but uh, we really want to dig into the fantasy because fantasy season is about to start. We've already got our draft date sets. You excited, Mark? Very excited. Very excited doing mock drafts. Tried to do one on daily basis. Maybe if we're up to it, we'll do a we'll do a podcast one closer to the date. Yeah, Mark's a bit of a fantasy sicko. He 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 does a lot of mock drafts. Yeah, so my teams come out all funny and weird, and it's all interesting and it's good to know. But uh, one thing you do need to know: the number seven spot is cursed. Why is that? I don't know. I've just been doing mock drafts at number seven. I I never am satisfied with the team that I draft. I feel like six, seven, and eight are the worst picks. Even nine. Yeah, even six, seven, eight. eight, nine. I would even I say nine. Nine, I don't mind too much. At least you get the quick turnaround. But man, I feel like 10, 11, 12 are quicker because it's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But seven's been brutal. I've done like three or four mock drafts at seven and just been brutal. But before we get into fantasy um, and today's fantasy topics are basically going to be about uh, guys that we're unsure about where they kind of stand in the uh, draft rankings. But uh, before we go there, let's talk about some of the recent news that just popped off. Uh, Shams. Sharania is uh he's reporting Schroeder is signing a one-year 2.64 million dollar deal to return to the Los Angeles Lakers you guys remember Schroeder former Laker turned down the big contract extension betting on himself that then never ended up getting a contract uh even close to what was offered um just another point guard that they signed what the heck is going on up in Lakerland here I don't know they're I I don't I have no idea I can't even answer that. Um, so not too long ago they got Pat Beverly. Now they got Schroeder. They still have Westbrook. Word is that Westbrook is probably not going to be on the roster probably at the start of the season. I don't know if I if I believe that because his his contract's so big. Do you see them uh, making a trade with uh, any other team for Westbrook? Sending him sending him off. I think if he has one year left, maybe a trade deadline, but nothing now because. Westbrook doesn't really help you win a championship. No, it doesn't really help you tank either. No, but I think you could put you could always put um, Westbrook at the shooting guard. Just make him handle a lot less. But the guy still give you. He's still good. You can't have a shooting guard that can't shoot though. That's sort of the problem. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's a complicated situation. Um, he's basically going through his Carmelo phase right now, where no one really wants him. But the problem is his contract's so big, you can't really trade anybody for him. Yep. Because gravity is just too great, so he might as well he might not play this season at all. Well, I I think the thing too is when you compare him to Carmelo, is he's still very talented. It's more so just the fit that doesn't really work with the uh, the Lakers, right? Um, so it is sad to see him go through this Carmelo phase because I would say when Carmelo went through that phase, it was because he was a little bit washed. Whereas Westbrook is just he is not as quite as good as his MVP self, but he's still very very good and deserves to start on most teams. I would say, yeah. Tough, tough, tough one. Um, yeah, another just interesting uh, uh, wrench being thrown in that Los Angeles Lakers fiasco going down down there. Do you see them making uh, any sort of a run this year? The Lakers? Yeah. Uh, the Lakers are always in it. You got LeBron, you got AD, who are already proven champions. Um, lost a lot of their teammates on that championship squad, unfortunately. Um, with LeBron, you are always in the hunt until... 
you're not. Till you're not, basically. <laughs> Is AD going to stay healthy? That's that, the question. That's the big one. Um, if AD plays, they're a very dangerous team. Yeah. But again, these guys can't play 48 minutes a game, and that's sort of the problem with the Lakers. They're not very... They're not very deep at all. Uh, we can see their depth chart is just not very convincing to me. We got Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, Kendrick Nunn, LeBron James, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, Juan Toscato Anderson, Thomas Bryan, and Damian Jones. I mean, your starting lineup is most likely going to be, let's include Westbrook in this anyway, but Westbrook, one of Westbrook or Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Thomas Bryan, which is actually not a bad starting lineup. Your backup would probably be one of Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Damian Jones, who are nobodies. Nobodies, yeah. So you're really, really banking on LeBron, AD, and one of Schroeder or Westbrook to pop off, which I don't see happening. Yeah, agreed. Uh, if if I'm the Lakers, maybe think about putting Westbrook, not off the bench, but playing with the bench more so than the starting lineup. Well, he was good with... Uh, with the scrubs in OKC, and he yep. got them to the playoffs. So I don't Absolutely. see why he can't play with other scrubs, right? Same thing in Washington. But, Obviously, they had Bradley Beal, but right. uh, besides Bradley Beal, a bunch of scrubs as well. So he has to. Uh, he's gonna have to accept a six-man role. He's gonna have to accept being on the bench. He's gonna have to swallow that pride. He's just not a starter anymore in this NBA. So um, well, at least on the Lakers. At least on the Lakers. So. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to see what happens. He's a very tricky drafting guy because he falls to like the seventh eighth seed easily um he may not even play this year so you may be banking on him, him getting at least you know a 15 7 7 piece i think he's worth the risk though if you're talking about eighth round ninth round which rounds all your top 100 yeah more or less then yeah i think he's definitely worth the risk because at that point you're you may be passing up on a guy like Gary Trent, which is a good player for sure, but uh, if you get the production out of Westbrook that we expect, uh, close to a triple-double, then it's worth it. It's worth it, yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but nothing has really officially been announced yet in terms of what Westbrook's role with the Lakers is going to be. Yeah, and we do know that he doesn't want to take a buyout. Um, Part of that reason is because once you take a buyout, you basically mess up your future contracts because nobody's going to pay max for you anymore because... You took a buyout, and now you're seen as a, a vet-type, a minimum-type player. Like John Wall, for example, I don't think he's going to get a big contract uh, ever, again. ever again. No. So uh, that is the problem with these buyouts is once you take a buyout, you start you, you look like a minimum-type player after that, and, and they take you as like a ring-chaser type. But, right. Um, so there's that news that came out uh, over in Yarrow Baskets, uh, which has been surprisingly very interesting. Uh, I've been keeping up with the box scores and things like that. Uh, today is the finals with Spain versus France. I believe it's going on right now. Yep. Interesting you're in the, finals. You're yeah. in the fourth quarter. Spain is up 10 points. So wow. It's actually very close. So Spain. just uh, just to give you a heads up here, uh, on Spain, you have the Hernan Gomez brothers, Willie and Wancho. Plus, uh, Rudy Fernandez. That's a name I haven't seen in quite some time. He so was, we have that Herma Gomez, right? We have uh, Wancho. Yeah, which is on Spain. Yeah. And he's dropped 23 points already. Oh, and his brother's also on that. So Willie's also on that team. And then you remember Rudy Fernandez? Portland? I Rudy Fernandez. Portland yes. Blazers. He Still was actually playing, a solid eh? player wow. uh, back in the day. Uh, and then over on France, you have uh, Fournier and Rudy Gobert. So <laughs> you, th- you would think that they would have the advantage. Uh, they also have TLC. They do have TLC. We yeah. love that name. Yeah, TLC. <laughs> um, Evan Fournier is doing pretty well. He's dropped 17. Gobert, not so great. 21 minutes, four points, Oof. five rebounds, no blocks, no steals, wow. minus five. So he's not really doing very well. 
But Gobert is going to be interesting on Minnesota to to see what goes on there. I'm a little afraid that he might break his foot because he is pretty old and he's actually played a good amount of games. He's into solid though. But Come seven on. foot players and their feet, especially at an older age, it's a it's a, it's a real issue. So yeah, he's in his prime though, and he doesn't really have um, any previous injuries. So I think he'll be okay. He's still only thirty, I believe. So he should be okay. I think he'll be a really good fantasy player this year, but. You should know what you're getting with them. It's obviously going to be rebounds and defensive stats. And high percentages. High percentages as well. But I, I don't know if he's going to really going to be scoring all that often with the amount of scores they have on Minnesota. Um, but before we move on from Eurobasket, I did want to touch on the top three players that we were keeping an eye on. Uh, first off, Germany beats Greece 107-96 in the quarterfinals. Giannis puts up a 31-7-8 stat line, three steals, five turnovers. He did his thing. Greece is just not a very good team. Yeah, yeah. It's only so much you can do. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. Uh, so no, no, uh, no shockers there. Um, but this next one. This one is a bit of a doozy here. Poland beats Slovenia, 90-87 in the quarterfinals. Luka Doncic, 14-11-7, one steal, one block, six turnovers, and he fouls out. This sort of goes back to that talk we've had about Luka. Like, one of the problems with Luka is he's still a little bit immature, still gets in these little routes where he uh, can, you know, talk his way out of a game and get uh, double ejections, you know, technicals, this kind of stuff. And we've seen it now in yeah. Eurobasket. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, there is there is a lot of stories coming out of this with Luca, you know, smoking, drinking before games, <laughs> yes. partying before games. So I don't think they've taken this as seriously as they should. But but he also looked to be in fantastic. He was in shape. good shape. Yeah. He was in very good shape. But that 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 one rumor day where he was doing whatever, they had a terrible outing. Even they said like. Everyone looked sluggish. Everyone looked out of wax and, and so forth. So um, I think this is just to be with his countrymen as much as it was to, def- you know, play with your countrymen. Right. Um, I don't think he should be should have been losing to Poland, but they only lost by three points anyway, so it could have been whatever. Euro basketball is a little different in that way. Well, I just find it shocking that he, you know, everything that he's been ragged on in the past, this was kind of an example of that. Out. Yeah, you know, yet you know everything leading up to this was pretty good. It's just this is you know this is the one donut he's gonna get. Even though- and it only takes one though, right? Like yeah. it only takes one to knock you out. Like you think about the playoffs too. Like it only takes one game seven to have a poor performance, and all of a sudden this is what people remember. Right. Um, so it is a little bit, you know, especially I, I think the the key thing that I'm home, homing in on here is getting fouled out. You can't be doing that. You can't get fouled out. Yeah. It's, it was an off game for him for sure, and I think everyone acknowledges that as well. And Luca does this. Hap- this is the problem. It happens, with yeah, it happens. This is the problem with Luca, and I've had Luca in fantasy as well, and you've seen glimpses of this at the beginning of the season. Now, yeah. the difference with this now is at least he's sort of already in game shape, and he's been playing, and he hasn't taken any time off like he normally does. Same with Jokic. They usually both go back to their homes of Slovenia and Serbia, respectively. And they kind of just live their life out. I mean, Jokic has a kid back there with his wife, and they're not in the United States. So completely different life that they're living, but he comes back home, and it, you know, you know, it is what it is. So um, I think Luka is going to be ready for the season. Um, he's definitely going to have to be with that roster that they don't have. Uh, Christian Woods and you know Tim Hardaway Jr. It seems to be the only guys that they really, really have. I mean, they have other guys as well, but like nothing, no one proven. Nope. 
So he's going to have to pr- pretty much go off this year, which is what everyone is expecting him to do. Yep. Um, so uh, pretty sad that he did lose to Poland in, in this international matchup. But as long as he's had fun, he looks good. I mean, this was a one bad game. For sure. But this is what separates like Kawhi from a lot. Like the reason we have Kawhi in such high regard is because when you throw him in a high pressure situation, he flourishes. Right. And for the most part, I would say Luca does too, but he also does this, which is more like a Chris Paul type thing to do. Yeah. But to be fair, I'm just throwing names out there, by the way, to you, to knock him for this and to not realize what he did with, you know, the, the Clippers for, you know, back to back playoffs. Plus what he did with Phoenix is, you know, it's, it is what it is too. Right? It's also Euro basketball. Mm-hmm. Don't really want to take too much away from Poland, too. I'm sure they played a very, very hard game. Um, and this is just an outcome. This is what happened. I mean, Giannis lost. Yep. And Jokic uh, lost. Jokic lost, which was the third stat I wanted to drop here. Italy beats Serbia. This was actually in the round of 16. So 94, earlier. 86. Yeah, so the round earlier. Uh, Jokic drops 32, 13, and four. Two steals, a block, and four turnovers. Still not enough. Still not enough. Uh, I mean, solid game from Jokic. Yeah. Um, defensively, pretty good. Two two steals, one block. And I think that's going to be the next facet of his game that's going to flourish. Is the defense. The defense. I yeah. think so. Well, you know what the thing, too, is people say that he's not a great defensive player. And while I agree he's not the best. He's not the best individual defensive player. But how many times has he hit a timely block? Was it, Didn't he do one against the Raptors? He's good. Team defense. Yeah. He's not good individual defense. No, but what I mean, though, is he's had uh, this past season, I know he had two games at least where he had uh, a game-winning block, basically. So when he wants to, he can get up there and and get an individual block or whatever it is. But uh, I I don't know necessarily if he has a gas tank to do that for 48 minutes a game. But uh, when he wants to, he can. can, And um, that's sort of like that clutch gene that I really expect out of Giannis, Luka, and, and Jokic. Like, these top guys... They need to have that Mamba mentality, as they say, uh, where you, you put them in a high-pressure situation and they just cook. Um, so Barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken, exactly. Uh, Euro basket, though, a lot of fun. Um, I The other thing I like to see is guys playing, guys playing basketball. When I heard that SGA news got kicked, uh, not kicked off, but he's... Um, and that's OKC. Yeah, stopped playing in, for the Team Canada. Oh, was really no. disappointing. Chet Holmgren is down. Oh, no, we got to pull SGA because <laughs> it might happen. Like, I... Don't understand the reasoning. I don't like OKC. I'm getting really annoyed with that team in oh, general. Yeah. So, um, someone had someone on the score had released something saying that the Raptors should go after SGA because it's only a matter of time before SGA gets sick of OKC's losing ways mm-hmm. because they have a bunch of draft picks and they have no incentive to win. And when you got guys like Victor Webenyama on, you know, drop doing things. I was watching his you watch highlights, oh, which was crazy. This guy looks like KD out there. Yeah, like this guy's doing whatever he wants out there. Yeah. It's crazy. So when you got guys like that coming up, like randomly, OKC's going to be like, well, why? Am, what's the incentive to win right now, right? So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't like that they pulled the SGA from the Canadian team. That just pissed me off pretty much. No, and, and it also kind of goes back to my, my original point was I was going to say is Euro players versus like North American players. Like the difference in, in off season training and playing is it's, it's quite large. In my opinion, these guys uh, go back and they play for the country and, and, and they're playing, you know, real competitive games. I get it. Like a lot of these guys are going to the pro am type runs and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it really isn't the same. It's not the same as going and playing at Eurobasket. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I just wanted to note about the Euro basket is the turnovers are really high, eh? Yeah. That team defense, it must be crazy. Really good, yeah. yeah. They, they play more zone, I think, so, 
Well, I think they so. have different rules too, right? Because FIBA they do rules, have different rules uh, yeah. there's no three in the key is one of the things, yeah. I think. Yeah, there's no three in the key. So yeah. you can literally just camp out in the... And Lucas spoke about that. He's like, you know, Rudy Gobert, he'd probably have an extra 10 points if there was no three in the key, <laughs> yeah. which would make his averages insane. He'd be right. a 25, 25 point, 15 rebound, two block, yeah. like crazy stuff, Seven shooting 70%. Um, it changes It changes everything, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, Eurobasket, a lot of fun stuff coming out of there. And one more thing before we get into fantasy, uh, Hall of Fame in- inductions just happened. Uh, Tim Hardaway Sr. plus Manu Ginobili. And I guess George Carl were the three big names that got inducted. Uh, it's been a while for Tim Hardaway, so congratulations to him. I know uh, he had a lot of like uh, controversy back in the day because of his... Uh, opinions on the lgbtq community but he's since made up for that and it's nice to see him finally get inducted manu ginobili no no doubt he was going to make it uh, not only for his contributions on the spurs but international play as well i think he won an olympic gold i believe did yeah with argentina insane so yeah. to be a non-american team he's a and win the gold that's that's incredible he's a so, winner he's a winner congratulations to those guys but my question i wanted to pose to you is I'm gonna drop a couple of all-time Raptors names. You let me know if you feel they're going to uh, make the Hall of Fame. Um, you can, I guess, you can say yes, no, or maybe. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, shoe in, yes, yes, absolutely, no doubt. Vince Carter, yeah, I think so. Hmm, I, I, I think so as well. I don't think he'll be a first ballot, but I think he'll make it. He'll make it, yeah. Uh, Chris Bosh. I think with the championships, he will be there. He'll be remembered with the Miami Heat and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. So I'm going to say yes, Chris and, Bosh. And, and when he goes in, uh, he has to go in as Miami Heat, I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I agree with uh, that sentiment. Uh, Kyle Lowry, this is where things get a little tricky. Yeah. Um, I think Kyle Lowry will make the Hall of Fame just because of his, uh, what do you call it? His well-knownness in the league, but also he is a champion, so he should definitely at least be up for it. I think he'll make it. So here's my issue with Kyle Lowry, um, and I think he'll make it because he's the all-time great Raptor. I think I feel when you become a franchise-type player, then you have a good shot. Uh, but my issue with Kyle Lowry is just the individual accolades. You, you subtract the championship. He's only a six-time All-Star um, and only a one-time All-NBA. Besides that, nothing else on his resume, uh, which is a little bit tough. And and when you throw in a championship, that's good. But um, would you say he was the second or third best player on that team? Yeah, probably the third best. Probably the third behind Pascal, right? Yeah. So it is difficult. I think as a Raptor fan, I would say yes. But in actuality, it's more like a maybe. Yeah. Um, agree with that, I think? Yeah, I think so. That's a fair sentiment. Yeah. I think that's a fair sentiment. Now we get in the real tricky ones. DeMar DeRozan. I don't think he makes it unless he does something astronomical in the next year or two. He's 32 or 33, so he doesn't have much longer in the NBA in terms of being a prime prime time player. Isn't that crazy, though? Because he he also probably has career averages of like 20-plus points easily. Um, and he, let's see here. He is also a five-time all-star, three-time all-NBA. Uh, so that's not bad, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, when I think about him, I don't think he makes it. I don't think so. I think if, if he wins a title, then yeah, he, he could definitely make it. But outside of that, he kind of just is a good scorer. That's about it. Yeah. 
I um, mean, he gets you the rebounds, he gets you the assists, he gets you the good percentages, but that's about it. No threes, no D. Now, the one thing we got to take into consideration is the Basketball Hall of Fame is a little bit easier to get into, I, I find. Yeah. Um, like Tim Hardaway Sr. just got in, and, and I don't think he was really ever a top, top, top player. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a, ch- a chance, but if, if I'm if I'm betting, I'm going to say no, he doesn't make it. No, I'm going to say no too. Um, to add on to his accomplishments, by the way, he does have an Olympic gold, so there is that. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, all right, and finally, uh, a uh, last name here, Marcus All. I think Marcus All gets it because he's also a two-time Defensive Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, and a champion. So I think he's had some individual accolades along with a successful championship run, being one of the fundamental players, and basically fell off the map after that. Yep. Uh, but he was very instrumental in our, you know, anchoring of our defense and, and our championship run. So I'm going to say yes, Marcus All yeah. will be a Hall of Famer. And easily. I think the thing with Marcus All, too, is, and to be fair, DeRozan was a franchise player for the Raptors, but Marcus All was also a franchise player for Memphis, uh, Memphis right? So. And his brother, Paul Gasol, is also going to make Hall of Fame. So it almost oh, easily, synonymous. Easily. Yeah. So just both. to put it down, though, um, his accomplishments are one time NBA champ. Only a three-time All-Star, Marcus L. Um, two-time All-NBA, one Defensive Player of the Year, oh, but uh, he did make an All-Defensive Second Team as well. Oh, that's weird. He made an All-Defensive Second Team never and won the pl- uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year in that never year. made First Team? Yeah, he <laughs> didn't make First Team. I never understand those things. <laughs> that is strange. He was also on the All-Rookie Team, uh, All-Rookie Second Team. So That's like that stat that Will Chamberlain averaged 50 point and Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double, and they both ne- neither of them were MVP that year, which yeah. is crazy. Crazy, crazy stats. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. I had that in my five-point play, man. Oh, shoot. Come on. Come on. Jam only. Come on. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. A- any other Raptors you think might have a chance at making it? Um, like if I said Pascal Siakam? I was thinking about Pascal. I think he could make it. He's also on that championship run as well. He's an all-star. He was on the first team or second team he's, this year. Yeah, he's been two-time All-NBA. Very quiet uh, what he does. I think he's an all- I think he's a Hall of Famer, though. I think he's on the trajectory, yeah. And I think he started basketball really late, so for him it to did. acknowledge yep. what he... Uh, sorry, to... Uh, not acknowledge, to to, to um, succeed where he succeeded Yeah, is pretty impressive in the short amount of time that he's been actually balling. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I just wanted to kind of gauge your thoughts on uh, future Raptors Hall of Famers. Obviously, most of these guys may not get inducted as a Raptor, like Kawhi Leonard. Who who does he get induct- inducted under? Clippers? I don't know. If he'd have to win a championship with the Clippers, strange, right? Yeah. He's a strange one. He's he might be a Spur guy. Ooh, I don't. It's a bit of a sour relationship there. Yeah, a very sour. Yeah. Spurs have never been the same since. Yeah. Right? So, huh, interesting. Uh, All right, let's move on to the fun stuff, uh, the fantasy stuff. So, Mark, I'm going to let you lead this uh, segment off because you are the fantasy guru. Uh, Who are some of these names that uh, we need to talk about today? So, the first one we can talk about is Donovan Mitchell, who just got traded to the Cavaliers for Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, one other guy, and three unprotected first-round picks and two swaps. So, essentially, they got five picks for Donovan Mitchell, who's now on the Cavaliers, Sexton goes to Utah. He's probably going to have high usage. Utah is obviously looking for good draft picks. Sexton doesn't win your games. So I would expect Sexton to be pretty high up there in fantasy. Not crazy high or anything, but uh, higher than he was on the Cavaliers. 
Um, Donovan Mitchell currently is uh, projected as a 20th pick, which would be a second round pick. Hashtag basketball has him at 33, which would make him a third round pick. And his average pick between fan tracks, Yahoo, and ESPN, if I'm not mistaken, is 22, which again would make him a late second round pick. Uh, he'll be on a lineup in the Cavaliers with Darius Garland, Isaac Okora, which shouldn't impact him, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, which who should also not impact him. Um, but Garland is taking the reins and he's sort of the leader of this club. So they're going to have a little bit of split minutes, sort of like uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray as well. Donovan Mitchell's a little bit more grandfathered in the league, if you want to call it that. He's uh, well, let's Well, he's the closest to being a superstar. Exactly, on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Jared Allen's sort of a superstar too, but... Uh, He's more like an all-star right. as opposed to a superstar, so, yeah, in my opinion. Donovan Mitchell um, is going to be interesting. I don't know if he's a second-round pick, though. I don't I don't have him that high. I have him more of the hashtag basketball ADP as a third-round pick. And even then, I'm kind of... I Here's the it. thing Here's the thing about Donovan. Um, His averages he, are great. He's, he, he does have good averages, but he's sort of, to me, like Ja Morant in that I think guys probably have them pretty high, but on my personal list, not so much. Would you have Ja higher than him? Um, Right now, I would because of the fact that he was he's on Cleveland now. But if he was still on Utah, I'd probably have Donovan Mitchell on Utah over Ja Morant. But uh, now that he's moved over to... I like I think this drops the fantasy values of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, not even a little. I think pretty significantly. I think both these guys are going to be like third rounders values right. value wise. Right. And Garland, I think, was a second round probably before this, arguably. arguably. I think so. I think he was the uh, leader of that team. Right. I so think so. He probably drops to a third, possibly fourth would be a steal. Yeah. Same with Donovan Mitchell. Fourth would be a steal. Um, but I definitely don't have Donovan Mitchell as a second round pick. No, neither Darius Garland for the same reasons that they're just going to be competing with each other. Here's what I could see happening, and I hope it doesn't, but I could see Donovan Mitchell being really good and Darius Garland falling back to where he, yeah, because yeah. he really popped off last year. The year before that, he was like kind of in a split role with Colin well, Sexton. And Sexton was better than him. Yeah, that year. exactly. Um, so we could see Garland drop back off. Uh, that's always a possibility. Uh, and, and like you said, Donovan Mitchell's sort of a proven superstar. Yeah. Um, but to, if I'm being honest, I think both those guys drop in value. Um, not as, I wouldn't say is as comparable to Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, because I, I do feel Trey Young is still going to kill it. First? Yeah. And DeJounte's a second. Yeah, exactly. I still think they maintain where they are. Yeah. Whereas in this case, I see both uh, Garland and Donovan dropping to third. Yeah. Uh, but that said, like I said, someone's going to take them. Someone's going to take Donovan Mitchell's second round. No doubt about it. Just because of name value alone. Right. Uh, so he's not a guy that I'm targeting, but uh, is he a guy you're looking at? Only if he drops, I suppose. If he if For the right price, um, Definitely, but uh, he's not really on my target list right now. I'm not sure what he's going to do in Cavaliers, especially since he wasn't expecting to be traded there. He thought he was going to go to New York and didn't end up there. So, yeah, could you believe he made that statement, by the way? Yeah, which is a pretty slap in the face to Cleveland. Yeah, right? so, I mean, like, I, I can understand you feeling that way, but don't say it. Yeah. You just got traded, man. Come don't on. say it, spray it. Yeah, heck yeah. No. Uh, who's next on this list here? So, we got. Now, this one is going to be a very polarizing one, but Kyrie Karen Irving. Oh, man. Hashtag basketball ranks him at ninth, which would be a first rounder. And he's a, he has a Yahoo uh, 
he has an a Yahoo uh, projected rank of 13th, which is also which is sec- early second round, arguably late first round, and he has an average draft position of 15.5, which brings him to the second round. So, a lot of high ranking there for Kyrie Irving. Hard disagree, and you know what? It's not even polarizing because Kyrie is in the same situation every freaking year, and that's we don't know how many games he's going to play. Yeah, uh, and there's no different this year. Um, And for that reason, I got him as a second rounder. Um, He probably will put up first round value when he plays. But if you're banking on him playing a whole season, well, I got (laughs) I I got. uh, Oh, you didn't know. I got the world's smallest violin to sell you. Um, But seriously, uh, Kyrie Irving, no change from last year to this year. He's a good player when he plays. Yeah, Um, I don't even have him second. I have him third. Um, That's my price. He will definitely go second. I, oh, okay. If we're talking, yeah, I probably wouldn't take him second either. I, I would rather guys like Pascal, Fred Van Vliet. I'd rather these guys that are uh, um, Anthony Edwards, I'd take him over him. So, yeah, guys who we know are going to play. I think Kyrie's a third round pick. Um, I told this strategy to my coworker as well. Um, your first two picks have to be extremely solid. Your third pick, if your first two are solid on based on your opinion... You could go for a little floater like a Kyrie Irving or or a Kawhi Leonard, who we're going to talk about next. Um, guys that don't necessarily play a lot of games, a Anthony Davis, who's probably going to go first too. Like you know, I mean, these are the guys that don't you don't really know about the games that they're going to play. Um, but I got Kyrie as a third round guy that I could grab. That I if I saw him, I would take him. And even then, I'm not sure I would take him. Uh, but uh, if he falls later than third, he's a steal. That's the thing, though. He won't. All these guys you mentioned, like I know you did a mock the other day with Kawhi going third, but for the most most likely he's going second. Right. Uh, same with Kyrie Irving. Same with Anthony Davis. Most of these guys are going to go second just based off name value alone. I wouldn't be surprised right. if Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving get taken first, or even Kawhi Leonard, for that matter, because people see the names, they see the average stats, and they're like, "Oh heck yeah, these guys are first rounders." Uh, in an ideal world, you guys would be right, but unfortunately. You need consistency. Yeah. Consistency is the name of the game. So Kawhi Leonard is the other guy who's who was off all of last season. He has, Same thing. He has a hashtag basketball rank of 17th and a Yahoo rank of 34. So that's second round. That's third round. And then he has an average draft position of 28, which is also third round. And Kawhi is slipping to third, like you just mentioned, um, in, in a lot of drafts. And that's because of the games that he played. And if you looked at, based on the projection which is usually more on the upside, not so much on the downside. He's going to play one more game than Kyrie Irving based on a projection, which is you know pretty sad. We know Kawhi won't be playing back-to-backs. Uh, we know Kawhi won't be playing heavy minutes at first as he's coming back from that hamstring injury that's been hampering him for a very long time. It seems to be a genetic thing. doesn't really seem to be a something that he can progress on. Um, but he is going to be returning this year, and uh, there are high hopes for the Clippers still. So... He, his per game averages are out of this world. His averages are amazing. His defense is more or less good. Um, but I could see him slowing down just a little bit. I mean, he's only 26 or 27, which is absurd to think that he's still under 30. Um, I have him as a third round pick. Again, if he drops lower than third, he's definitely a steal. I think he will play games this year. It's just on the weeks where you have four games in a week or five games on those odd occasions. You can expect Kawhi to play about two games. 
Uh, you know what? I, I kind of disagree. I don't even think his uh, per-game averages are all that impressive. They're good, but they're not like... Again, these are projected averages for him, so... No, no, no. But what I mean to say is you can get those averages from other guys, right. really. Like, who will play more Yeah, Who will play more games. Exactly. Like, Fred Van Vliet could put up numbers similar to this, to be honest. Right. Um, so, I, like, if he was putting up tr- near triple doubles, I'd understand. But he doesn't even do that, really. He's just really efficient and a good scorer and chips in everywhere else. But... Uh, um, again, I got them. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. These are guys that if they drop, which I don't think they will, then yeah, you ha- have a look at them in the third round, maybe. Um, but even then, like you said, third round, there are lots of really good guys that are just way more consistent. You'll you'll be able to get a guy like Pascal in the third round. You'll be able to get a guy like DeRozan in the third round, uh, who are all guys that I probably would prefer their consistency over over um, these guys. Um, the other thing too is. You got to imagine there's so many scenarios where these guys won't play. Whereas the one scenario where they will play is if they're competing for a playoff positioning or a spot or something like that. And and even then they could give up if they're just not in that position. Exactly. But right. there's so many reasons for them. They can either tank if right. they're like borderline playoff team or if they're way up the standings, they're just going to sit them to, to rest them for the playoffs. So right. there's just so many reasons to sit them. As opposed to playing them. So on the parallel of that, where would you have Paul George? Would you have Paul George better than Kawhi Leonard is the question. So I say yes. So his hashtag ranking is 19, which is second round. His Yahoo ranking is 23, which is late second round. And his average draft position is 22, which is, again, second round. So based on those findings, where do you have PG? Uh, Paul George, to me, is a second rounder. I'm not going to take him a second round. But I would put him ahead of Kawhi. But he still also falls in that category of... Um, he's a guy I would more likely take in the third over Kawhi or Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Or even Anthony Davis. Because with PG, I think there's a chance he plays a lot of games. I think there is too. He was off a lot last year. Basically because he had a legitimate year. injury, right? Right. But, um, he's and his not- averages even look more lucrative. He can shoot the three and he has, a good def- he has good defensive stats and he's really tall and his percentages are really good. So Yeah, and don't forget when he first got to the Clippers, he was an early MVP candidate. People, yeah. like, he was playing really well. Really well, really well. And uh, the other thing is he's still unproven. Yeah, he's good, but he's still unproven. So he's got something to prove. So... I could definitely see him putting in the work. So for those reasons, yeah, I have him over Kawhi. He's a second round pick. I wouldn't touch him until the third. Yeah, same thing. Same kind thing. of thing. But I would take him over Kawhi Leonard yeah. in and the third if I had to. You and know. he's a guy I would consider taking over DeRozan or Pascal as opposed to P- um, Kawhi and Kyrie. I probably wouldn't take those guys. Right. Like, would you? No, I wouldn't want to take those guys. Over, yeah, over guys that put the work in yeah my my philosophy is always the guys that put in the work are gonna be are gonna give me the best rewards the guys that are name value that don't necessarily show up they end up you just end up hating them but how about pg would you consider taking him because he's i would would consider taking pg because he's done it in the past and he had a really good start last season so i don't see why not and i think the clippers really are going for that championship yeah I, I think agree. I think and I think they're underdogs in that like while they're not favored I think they're still like one of the strongest teams yeah you know to come out of the west I think that's fair uh moving on here we got Jimmy Butler Whew. yeah so he's another funny funny guy who doesn't play a lot of regular season it's game. only this past year though because before uh previous years he was pretty decent like I feel like this past year though he he really jumped into that territory of Kyle, uh, not Kyle Lowry, uh, Kyrie Irving and 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 I think Kawhi we, Leonard. I think we probably both need to look into it, but I think Jaren Butler doesn't have a very good 
uh, record when it comes to playing a lot of games. He's sort of in that bubble with the Kawhi Leonard's and the Kyrie Irving's for not having, doesn't play a lot of regular season game. He's more a playoff guy. He takes a lot of rest. He's always injured. He, you know, he takes his time. He's like, he reminds me of Kawhi Leonard in, in terms of not only his game style, but also his rest style. I, I feel like that might be true now, but like, looking into last year and the previous years we had him as a bonafide second rounder like even we were targeting him in second round uh so i feel like it's more of a recent thing where we're thinking okay now he's he's not gonna play games he's also freaking old now i think he's what 34 he is old now yeah let me see what he's done in the past uh but uh, yeah so while you look that up um i think he falls in the same category he's a guy that probably will go second round He's a guy that I, I would compare him to Paul George. Uh, I might take him in the third round over guys like Pascal and Van Vliet. Okay, so uh, well, I do agree with that as well. But this is okay. This is so last season he played fifty-seven games. Yeah. Season before he played fifty-two games. Oof. Season before he played fifty-eight games. Season before he played sixty-five games. This is a mix of Minnesota and Philly. Uh, then he played. 59 games in Minnesota, 75 in Chicago, 67 in Chicago. So it's been a little while since he's played full season. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to because he is getting a that's, little older That's now. really strange to me. I he's, feel like... Uh, uh, he's 33 now. I feel like we've really targeted him over the past seasons. I guess it's just uh, a bias type thing, but... Uh, but he's... Uh, so his hashtag basketball rank is 20, which is second round. His Yahoo rank is 28, which is actually third round. Right. And his average draft position is 25, which is actually third round. Right. So it looks like he's fallen a bit to third. I wouldn't even take him third. I might take him fourth, which is a crazy value, but he's probably going to go second or third easily. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I wouldn't to, touch him, though. I'll have to relook at him. I, I was originally thinking I have him on par with Paul George, but maybe now I got him lower. I got Paul George over Jimmy Butler yeah, for sure. I think that's a fair uh, statement to make. All right. Uh, another uh, of this group, Anthony Davis, the other guy that we mentioned. This was a tricky one. He's a tough guy because uh, his averages are bona fide first round. His averages. His guys. averages are amazing. Um, in basically every. Uh, Ranking system, his hashtag basketball rank is 15, which is second round. His Yahoo rank is 14, which is second round. His ADP is 16, which is also second round. So he's a, he's been drafted in the second round. He's a little too dangerous to choose in the first, I guess, is what everyone... Let me, let me throw this out to you. You have the first pick of the third round, and Anthony Davis is available. There, and I think you have to take him. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a tough one. It's tough because he's played 40 games, 36 games, <laughs> yeah. 62 games. So I guess that's the championship one. 56, 75, 75, 61. So I would say his last two years have been terrible. He's due for a bounce back, and he's not that old. He's 29 years old. So he should, technically speaking, have a long, a lot of games played this year. Yeah. Uh, they haven't projected to play 64 games this year, which is still not enough in my opinion. Um, I would have him as a third rounder. Third round is, yeah, even that. He's a 25 plus. I don't know. Uh, It really depends on who you have available. Yeah, but his averages are insane. Yeah. It's just the game's play aren't there. Like I said, he's a first rounder if you just look at his averages. And like a top first rounder, like a top six type guy. Easily, but Uh, he just doesn't play the games. He's just too risky. He's super risky. Like, I don't know. Uh, It's not even worth having a conversation because someone is grabbing him second round. No doubt. No doubt. But if he's third round, I think you have to take him. I think so, yeah. You don't have a choice. You have to take that risk and uh, live with it. Yeah. 
sadly, but uh, you just can't pass up on value like that. Who do you think you is higher on the list, Anthony Davis or LeBron James? LeBron James. Yeah, I agree. LeBron James is much higher. LeBron James is proven. LeBron James plays. LeBron James has to win. Yada, yada, yada. He's the king. He's he might the not best play, player. Though. He might not play. No, eh? Uh, when the year I had him, he was fantastic, but I, apparently he wasn't that great last year because he missed a bunch of games, right? I think he played 57 games, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check that really fast. But uh, LeBron, you're talking about we're talking about LeBron, right? We're talking about Bron Bron, yeah. Bron Bron is a monster. He played 56 games last year. That's not bad. But they weren't in a playoff position, so he missed a lot of games yeah. after, at the end, and et cetera, et cetera. But he played 45 games the year before that, and then 67, 55. Yeah. He played a full season in Cleveland, 82. He's been more or less good, but the last few years have not been great. Yeah. And he's also up there in age, as he, we all know. So. He is how old now? He is 37. He's going to be 38 very soon, less than 100 days. All right, I want to get out of this group of guys that are just really good that don't play games. Let's bring in some guys who are uh, just strange in terms of the stats that they give you, starting with DeMar DeRozan. DDR. You're high on him. Tell me tell me uh, what it is about DeRozan that you like. Um, high percentages, and he gets you the counting stats. Doesn't get you any defense. He nearly got you a steal last year anyway, but uh, even the threes were a lot higher than normal, but uh, he doesn't give you those kind of stats. He'll give you points, rebounds, assists, and your both percentages are good. So he, get, he wins you five categories. The problem with DeRozan is he'll lose you three categories he'll lose you three points steals and blocks essentially and again i did praise his steals but uh, you just never know with DeRozan. his hashtag basketball rank is 25 which is a third round value his yahoo rank is 21 which is second round value and his average draft position is 27 which is third round value but he's been dropping to fourth and fifth in a lot of my mock drafts if, really? I, if i'm not oh, mistaken I, I don't see that happening i think he goes third fourth latest yeah. but uh my problem with DeRozan is he gets you points but doesn't get you threes, and that's almost like an, an it's weird because you need to win. If you're winning points, you're usually winning threes, vice versa. Right. And it's strange to do just one or the other. It's it you can't really build for that. No. There's not a lot of guys who score a lot of points and not shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's always been his knock. Um, I think it's fair to say though that he does give you well-rounded numbers everywhere else. Gets you a couple boards, a couple assists, gets you a steal. Well, percentages are good. Considering he got he basically was a top 12 player last year, I don't see why he couldn't continue that now. So if you can get him at the th- late second, third round, that's a steal in my opinion. Especially if you're if you have someone like a Giannis, if you get a Giannis first pick, DeRozan makes perfect sense. You're not gonna hit threes anyway. Your percentages are gonna be good field goal percentage anyway um and then everything else kind of just follows sweet so if if you sort of have the build going anyway where you're not building on threes then yeah DeRozan is a perfect fit second round if not if he drops to third he's a steal at third I don't see why you wouldn't pick him up there so uh he's just a tricky player because if you don't have that build especially if you're not going for the three point especially if you are going for the three-point build DeRozan kind of messes that completely up for you you might have to pivot into something else where if you take DeMar DeRozan you got to take a big the next round like a Sabonis or a Gobert should they last that long to sort of even it out a little bit with the defense there so it's kind of interesting there and you may have to completely obliterate your three-point percentage at, at three threes at that point anyway so really hard to say uh DeRozan kind of pivots you in certain directions in fantasy um oh, if you're he, not well, there but that, he's also very tempting he's not a very sexy player either he's not one of those guys that will have one really good game and win you the week uh whereas um a lot of the guys in the second round 
they average out to have good numbers, but it's usually because they'll have a really big game one night, and then they basically win you that week because of that one big game. Right. Uh, whereas DeRozan kind of just cruise control for the entire year. You know what you're getting with him. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah, my my issue with him is just threes and points. They're like, you need both. If you're going for points, you usually go for threes. But Giannis is a good example of a guy where you might not do that. Yeah. Um, so he'll he'll be a good build kind of thing. Like it really depends on your build, and that's the problem with DeRozan. He'll pivot your build, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is there are really many builds where you do points and not threes? Again, it depends on your first pick. Like if you're gonna take, for instance, Giannis. Yeah, even Jokic kind of works because he doesn't. Yeah, really it, get it does threes, work right? for sure. I'm just saying it's a strange thing to do because usually you're either focusing big time on your points and threes and uh, yeah. not so much on your defense or you're focusing big time on your defense yeah. and not so much on the counting stats. On a counter, in a, in a in a counter argument, Fred Van Fleet gets you threes and points, but his field goal percentage is so shit. Like it's not good at all, right? It's like a 39 to 40%, right? Yeah, so, but that that makes sense though, right? Like uh, these are more common, fair, right? Fair, like yeah. it's common to see I'm just threes saying, with points. It's yeah, common to see that. Yeah. It's common also to see high threes with low field goal percentage because of that reason. Yeah. And I and I think to savor that though, he his points and his field goal percentages are are high. So like it kind of that at least works out, right? Uh where obviously, like you said, logically speaking, he's not shooting a lot of threes anyway. So uh his percentages will be a lot better. So I'm just saying that's sort of like your saving grace there. If you're gonna go for a percentage kind of build, mm-hmm. like for me, I like going for percentages and D's D because it kind of change it can can it can set you apart from the counting stats, which a lot of people go for, right? And then when you go for percentages, you're usually looking at the centers, right? Who don't really score that much, so right. you're probably not too worried about the points, right? Again, throws everything off, throws everything off. It's very DeRozan, unconventional. So DeRozan, DeRozan definitely throws. A lot of your build off, so you got to be careful when you're very unconventional. But uh, again, he's not a guy that will hurt you specifically. He's just he's very hard guy to fit into a build. Yeah. Um, But I mean, he's just one player, as you know. One player doesn't make or break. Uh, You you can have one bad three point shooter and still win threes if if the rest of your guys are are three point shooters. So, um, good case for DeRozan. I have him. I think he's early third round. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he goes second because he, he the what he what he what he what he takes away from you doesn't help you. Like you want two bonafide guys, and he's a bonafide guy. He plays games. It's just that the things he doesn't give you it really hurts you. Well, let me throw some names out there, and you let me know if you have them ahead of DeRozan or behind. Um, let's start off with Anthony Edwards because it seems like these two. Will... I think I'd have to take Anthony Edwards. He's supposed to, he's supposed to take a big jump now. I'm worried about that now because everyone's saying Anthony Edwards is taking a big jump. What happens if he doesn't take that big jump? Yeah. I don't know, but I would take Anthony Edwards over him right now. Yes. Uh, Freddie Van Vliet. Fred Frederick is an interesting one because he's also been playing a lot less games than normal. Um, I would go DeRozan over Fred Van Vliet on this one, Ooh, okay. which is a hot take. That is a hot take. I take uh, Van Vliet. Uh, I've had him in the past too, and he he's one of those guys that will like win you threes yeah. in, in a week. Um, Pascal Siakam. I would take Pascal over him. Over uh, DeRozan. I might even take Pascal over Fred. Which is I was thinking about take. that as well because they have Fred higher, but I honestly believe Pascal is the leader of this Raptors team. Well, I just think he gives you more and he hurts yeah. you less. Okay, I'm in agreement there. Uh, John Morant. Over DDR. Yeah. That's a tough one. Because John Morant's the next guy we're going to talk about. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see him on there. But, so, yeah. uh, John Morant. Well, let's talk about John Morant uh, first. He's a guy that a lot of people like the name value. Uh, I could see him being taken early second because of that. 
Um, but for me, I he's think a, he's going to be taken second. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, he's a third rounder. He's a third rounder as well. I think he's better than DeRozan. Yeah, it's tough to say because of the games played. He's a, another guy. He's that another has, guy that like you never know. Yeah, if he's going to play, and he, it's weird because he's young. He should be playing a lot of games, but he's also reckless with his. He's body, reckless. Right? He's reckless. He's um, good though. But the thing is, Memphis is better without him, which is funny. They're, well, good. they're they're good with him. They're too. good with him, and they're good without him. Yeah, right? they're uh, good, just regardless. Uh, he only really hurts you in the free throw percentage, seventy five percent, which isn't terrible. And he's going to get to the line a lot, so that's actually like that's actually going to be huge when you think about it. Yeah. Um, DeRozan gets to the line a lot too, but his percentages are a lot better. But uh, overall, Jazz probably the higher ceiling here. DeRozan has the higher ground. Um, I think this. Fair thing to say. If you if you're going for consistency, DeRozan. DeRozan, yeah. But if you're going for, if you want to take a little bit of a risk, like you said, Jamar, Jamar DeRozan, Jamar DeRozan, uh, Jamar Jamar could potentially give you close to first round value. He could, um, if he's if he plays, he's got to play, and that's the biggest thing. But yeah. he's kind of flailing with his body. So, uh, Jamarant has a hashtag basketball rank of 35, which puts him in the third round uh pick uh he has a yahoo rank of 27 which is an early third and he has an average draft position of 16 which That's is what i was saying which is second round he's value. going second so just i think he's going second of, too. Uh, name value but. and i've taken him second round in a few uh, one of my drafts anyway and it kind of worked out he he fits in perfectly he fits in better than derozan fits in and that's the funny thing with derozan because derozan gave you first round value but he doesn't fit in doesn't fit in ja fits in but he doesn't get you that value now, too, now right? you're seeing my points yeah i love it See, it's always good when we can work things out. Hashtag Why basketball can't style. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Here's a name that I've been very surprised with the drop. Bradley Beal. Yeah. He's faded away from grace. He missed one season. I got him as a bona fide second rounder. I will take him second round if nobody else is available. Yeah. Dame is another guy too. Him and Dame have been falling to second. Dame's a Dame's first. Ridiculous. He's a first. But he he's gonna go to se- he's gonna go second. He's potentially going to second along yeah. with Bradley Beal, who's yeah. going you know you know hashtag basketball rank of thirty seven, Yahoo rank of thirty three, and average draft position of thirty one, which is all third round val- third round picks. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal how has Christoph Porzingis to help him out? Bradley Beal was a first round pick basically years before last season. Um, I don't see why he couldn't keep it up the guy can shoot the ball really well his percentages are more or less the same and he gets you uh counting stats along with steals so i don't see why he couldn't capitalize on you know what he's done before it's he, only been one season he removed he is a bucket getter and with kp being the only really the only other scoring option on washington i can see this guy averaging 27 28 points easily yeah um because he's a scorer first and foremost he's gonna get you a bunch of threes as well um they're projecting two threes a game. I, I could see him getting even higher than that. And then, like you said, he gets a you know close to five rebounds, five assists type guy. That's a bona fide first rounder. Uh, normally, the only thing is, is he on a crappy team? He could sit games, and that's possible. And he and the worst thing is he could be shut down, which is the worst thing to have. Yeah, which might happen. But he also just signed that super max contract, worse than John Wall's contract for Washington. So I mean, he's expected to play at least this first season, I think. <laughs> but let's put it down. Uh, I got him second round. I would take him second round. What, what is? I got him second round. I take him second round as well. Yeah. All um, right. Fair. Um, I don't. I it's it. I think a lot of people are going to disagree with us because everybody has him ranked so third. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but don't forget who Bradley Beal is, and don't forget how bad Washington is. So you would take him over DeRozan. 
Oh, heck yeah. Would you take him over Ja? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we have I'm taking Bradley Beal over everyone. Pascal. Anthony Davis. Anthony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. J- Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, PG, yeah. PG too. Yeah, I take him over. I PG. don't know if I take PG over Beal. No. I take Beal over. I wouldn't take Beal over PG. You wouldn't? Yeah, you would. I would take PG. I don't know, man. Beal's like. It's tough. That is a tough question. Beal's like a late first rounder, potentially. Yeah, it's true. But Paul George gave you a first round value last year. Yeah, but I'm more confident that Beal's going to play as a top option and a lot of games. Fair. Like I'm more confident in his season movie uh, than I would be with Paul George. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's go on to Dejounte Murray. So um, he's an interesting one. He yeah. has a hashtag basketball rank of 45, which yeah. is fourth round value. He has a Yahoo position of 15, which is second round, and yet he has an average draft position of 21, which is late second round. So he's sort of all over the place because of the uncertainty of him, Atlanta, and Trey Young. Where do you got him? Second round. I also have him second round. I'm taking him second round if I can get him. Agreed. Um, I, yeah, I think the difference is, who, who do we compare this duel to um, earlier in this podcast? Uh, we're talking about Trey Young and DeJounte. Oh, we're uh, Cleveland. We're comparing them oh, to Cleveland, yeah. right? Garland and... Yeah. Um, the difference between Donovan... Donovan and Garland and DeJounte Murray and Trey Young is Trey Young and DeJounte Murray might as well play different positions because they have completely different styles. And so they will fit in together no problem. Yeah. DeJounte Murray is going to cover up the holes in defense. Trey Young is going to be a scoring machine and he's going to be able to focus on the offense more. Yep. Which means it's going to be even better for both those guys. Right. So Trey still a first round pick. Uh, oh, Trey Young's easily a first-round pick. Dejounte Murray is easily a second-round second pick. pick. Yeah. You go back to call, uh, not Colin Sexton, but uh, go back to Donovan Mitchell and uh, Garland. Yeah. Those guys are the same players. They're high scores, short, and can't play defense. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Dejounte can play defense. Exactly. So those two aren't going to fit together. Those yeah. guys are going to drop in fantasy value, but these guys are going to fit together like a glove. I can see yeah. uh, Atlanta being a good team. I can see Trey Young being an awesome scorer. I can see Dejounte Murray putting up near triple double numbers with big defense. Only thing is, he's not going to be as big a scorer as he was on the Spurs. But right. Not a big deal. Right. Fair so, to say? I think so. I agree with your points. All I I'm, I was big on DeJounte Murray before yeah. he got traded. I'm still big on him. Yeah. I think he's a great player. Um, now that he's bouncing basketballs off people's head, it just means his confidence is through the roof, clearly. And hopefully we see some bouncing of basketballs off heads in the NBA, which would probably result in an ejection. So I'm going to, if I do draft him, DeJounte, please don't. If I if I don't draft, if I don't end up getting you, please bounce all the basketballs off all the heads that you want. You deserve it. You now, deserve it. <laughs> now, one Atlanta guy that I'm curious your thoughts on, uh, John Collins. John Mo Collins? He, he's been having trade rumors the entire offseason. I think John Collins is a good player. I think John Collins makes small strides, which aren't, aren't bad by any means, but they're not the gigantic strides everyone's expecting of him. He's still very young. I like John Collins. I think he's a great player. I think they need to get rid of Clint Capella to give John Collins more room to breathe. John Collins was a guy that showed up last season and was jumping over guys to dunk. So um, he kind of slowed down after that. So you'll have to find consistency throughout the middle and end of the season. But I think he's a great player. He doesn't hurt you anywhere and he gets you at least a block a game. So so the reason I mentioned John Collins is because he's been going fairly late. I would say he's been going six six, round. Yeah, Yeah. six, seven round. Um, (coughs) His averages aren't really that sexy, but he gets you what you need. You need blocks, 
He's got, got you. it. You need rebounds. He's giving it. it to you. You know, like 18 threes, points. You need some threes. He'll get you. And his percentages yeah. are good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're not very. They're not crazy or anything. Uh, yeah, they're not crazy or anything, but um, they, they're 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 uh, they're consistent. He's a consistent player, yeah. and he gets you what you want. He's quietly he does what he does. So, anyways, uh, that basically any other players that you can think of, we'll, we'll call them the uh, fantasy dark horses or the dark sheep, horses. black sheep. Where do you got LeBron James? Not uh, that he's a dark horse, but uh, second round. I think I got him second too, but he's going first, and his like all of his projections and 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 whatnot are are first round. Picks. Well, you, there's you just always going to be the one jackass that's going to take. You yeah. Know, well, that's what happened last year. We Westbrook ended up with, first round or something. Yeah. Well, I don't think Westbrook's going first this time. <laughs> but uh, anyway. All right. Well, uh, I think it's about that time then for our. It's time for the five point play. Oh yeah. Uh, today's five point play is going to be about top five random NBA facts, and I don't know if we actually. Did we end up choosing five facts? I don't think so. So we'll just, we'll go one after the other. You yeah. start off, Mark, what you got? So I got Larry Bird, widely considered one of the best shooters ever. Never made two threes a game in any season. Isn't that wild? I, well, it just goes to show you the difference in uh, styles. Styles of play. They weren't big on three-pointers back then. Not that Larry Bird couldn't shoot the three there, but uh, they just didn't implement it in their game plan because it, it, they probably saw it as a higher risk than reward. Yeah. Whereas now we're a little more risky in our society. As you can see that craziness going They probably on. wouldn't even let you practice threes. They would just think you're yeah. crazy and wasting your time yeah. during that time. So that's a crazy one. Yeah. Uh, when you Larry, Bird was, yeah Larry Bird was amazing, right? Because you, so. you consider him a top three shooter of all time? He's a top, he's a top shooter of all time, yeah. Yeah. Steph first, and then maybe Reggie Miller second. Something like that. Larry yeah. Bird third, maybe. Ah, who knows? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw this one. Will Chamberlain average 50.4 points per game in the same season that Oscar Robertson averaged a triple double, and neither player ended up winning MVP? That's insane. I forget who won that year. It might have been Larry actually, but uh, who was the? Uh, what what year is that? Uh. It doesn't exactly say here, but okay. I'm sure if you typed in that fact on Google, you'll find out. Yes, I will. Um, I'm, I want to say Larry Bird, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, that's crazy, though. To that's crazy. About that. You average one person averages fifty point four points, the other averages a triple double. Neither win an MVP. No, none. It's crazy. Uh so while you're checking up those stats, Mark. Uh, so they're calling it the biggest MVP snub in NBA history. Oh, um, so it ended up being. Uh, oh, Bill Russell. Sorry, yeah. Bill Russell won that one. Yeah. Oh, this is way before Larry's time. What was I saying? Yeah, I know. It's like no, nah, not Larry Bird, but uh, my goodness. And Bill Russell, 18, 19 points, twenty three, twenty four rebounds. All right. And four and a half assists, which is also very impressive. Could you imagine an MVP race like that in today's game? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Wild, 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 wild west. Um, what you got next, Mark? Okay, so what I got next um, is gonna freak you out. Uh, but the uh, shoot, I lost my little thing here. But um, I got. How about this one? Kawhi Leonard has fewer career points than Tobias Harris, Luol Dang, and Mark Jackson. Shocking. I believe he has less games than Andrew Wiggins as well. Oof. Uh, which just goes to show you, Kawhi Leonard hasn't really played that. The other thing, too, you got to remember is he didn't become an all-star 
for a while. Like even when he won that Finals MVP, he was still only averaging 15 points, points a game, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, we like to think of him as an all-time great, and he is an all-time great. But my goodness, yeah. uh, does he lack the statistical um, backing? Yep. That other all-time greats have. Yep. That's a crazy one. That is a crazy one, yeah. Uh, while we're adding to these uh, weird ones, uh, how about this one? Um, coming in at number four, Ben Simmons has more career triple-doubles than Michael Jordan. We say that? What? <laughs> ben Simmons has more career triple-doubles than Michael Jordan. Jesus Christ. That means we're about to see the... Michael, the Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Je- he, we're on the cusp of seeing the Nets go off then, clearly. Um, uh, well, uh, let me, I, I just want to see here. So Ben Simmons has 32 career triple doubles, whereas Michael Jordan, you're on stat muse. I just Google it. Oh, 28. Okay. Wow. So 28 to 32. So four more triple doubles. Yeah. <laughs> wild. I guess it's not that wild considering triple doubles have been really a uh, common occurrence in, in these last like five, 10 years. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Good one. Um, to, Piggy bank off Michael Jordan. Is this the last uh, f- fact here? Is this the fifth one? I think this is the fifth okay, one. Okay, all right. Uh, to piggy bank off your Michael Jordan thing there. So on February 20th, 1990, I was uh, very young then. Michael Jordan's number 23 jersey was stolen. Hmm. So he had to wear number 12 instead. So if you ever see a number 12 Chicago Michael Jordan jersey, please pick that up because that's going to be... It's going to make you rich. Rich. Um, but I find that hilarious it's that they didn't have an extra rich, jersey. Rich. That is wild. That is wild. How do you not have an extra jersey? I don't know. So you have to wear the number 12. <laughs> Shocking. You I think they could just run to the store and say, hey, give me a Michael Jordan jersey. Let me see if there's a game log for that. That's It sounds hilarious, though. Are, you, are they going to retire number 12 is the better question. Bulls game. Oh, that would be an interesting one. No, they're not going to retire oh. number 12. Right. If he played one game in it, come on. So it looks like... Is this is this right? February twentieth. No, this is not right at all. Hmm, can't find it. But uh, I'll get back to you about that one. Well, but that was well listen to next week's podcast, and we'll, we'll give you that fine fact. So uh, I think that about does today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And again, if you want to catch the wrestling side, make sure to catch the uh, Wrestle Ball Podcast Squared Circle. And last words, Cero Mario.